It is Locked on Jazz for the 5th of August. Catch and shoot, three-point shooting so askew it can't stay that way. Looking back at Anthony Davis's performance, we learned something about greatness. Jordan Clarkson in the scouting report. I've just got a ton of notes, and we're going to go up and down all of them. Coming up on Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan. Today's episode brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. So I, I actually do organize this show. I actually do prep it out. I do lay it out in a certain order. I actually am having a hard time today. You know, the idea is that you start with the stuff that, and then move on. I just actually feel like I have a good 27 minutes of solid kind of consistent notes uh, that impact the, the team uh, and, and where we are and the bubble basketball. So I'll, I'll just going to go with it. Uh, I want to start with with one thing on the jazz and then move to Anthony Davis and then go to bubble basketball. And then we'll see where it goes. So when we finished suspended play, the Utah jazz were the number one catch and shoot team on three pointers in the NBA. We were, we hit 40% of all catch and shoot attempts. Now, and number one in the league, Miami was second. And certainly Boyan was a part of that. So let's let's make sure that we're not like being, you know, Boyan took five of those a game. So on a given night, we would take 21 catch and shoot threes a night. Boyan would take five of them. It's a lot. It's 25% of our catch and shoot threes were being taken by Boyan. And... Boyan was was really good at it, 42.6%. Point, 42. Uh, but Joe Ingles is actually better at 43.8. And Donovan Mitchell is actually better at 42.8. And Mike Conley's at 40, and George Niang's at 41, and Royce O'Neal's at 41, and Jordan Clarkson was at 35. And that's, and, and that's how we got to our number. Emmanuel Moody is at 35, who's now playing. And that's 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 how we got to our 21 catch and shoots three pointers a night. In the bubble, we have gone from 40% on catch and shoot to 20% on catch and shoot. Like that's not possible. But that's what's happened. And we actually while shooting 20% on catch and shoot stayed in the game against the Lakers. We're actually at 23%. We're taking three and a half more a game, which is great. Excuse me. We are at 21 a game. We're actually now at 24.7. So we're actually taking four more catch and shoots a game. It's great. The problem is they're not going in. Now that shouldn't last. It might because we're missing Boyan. So Boyan's five needs to be redistributed. And right now, Jordan Clarkson, who's at 35%, is taking five a game, but he's shooting 19%. 
And Royce O'Neal, who doesn't take a lot, is taking five a game and is at 33%. Okay. And he's not, and, and neither of those guys I would call knockdown shooters. And I do have my belief that, like, in this bubble, because of time off, until they get a rhythm, non-knockdown shooters. George Niang's at 3.7. So, so this is truly, this is where we've suddenly picked up the extra shots, right? So, you know, we, who's covering Boyan's five? And who's, and how come, and, and how are we getting four more a game? Which, honestly, the four more a game is so encouraging. Because that's what we're great at. We're just not at it right now. So, who's getting Boyan's five? Jordan Clarkson has gone from 3.6 to 5.3. Okay, so let's call that one and a half, just because we're doing simple math. Royce O'Neal's gone from three to five. There's two. George Niang's gone from 2.9 to 3.7. There's another. There's three. It's hard to get here, though. Like, we're still not even covering all of Boyan's. Mike Conley's gone to 3.3 catch and shoots a game from 2.5. That's great. We want that. And Mike's hitting 40%. That's another one. So we're at four. Donovan Mitchell's gone from two catch and shoots a game to two and a half. Seven. That's another one. That's five. We're now at Boyan's five. That's great. Donovan, one more. Connolly, one more. Those, that's good news. Emmanuel Moutier's gone from 1.3 to 1. To, nothing, nothing really there. Like, there's not a, not a big jump there by Emmanuel. Uh, so, so w- w- where are they all coming from? Joe Ingles has gone from 2.4 to just 3.0. I I actually, I want more from, like, that's the one. I want Joe to take all five of Boyan Bogdanovich's threes. That's my biggest frustration so far from seeing the Jazz, is I want to see Joe Ingles play the role of Boyan Bogdanovich and get five catch-and-shoot threes a game. He's that great at it. And his three-point shooting is not really up. He's he's playing three more minutes and getting .5 more. But there's what we've done is not going to last. Like we don't like we're not going to become a twenty-three percent catch and shoot three-point shooting team. We might not get back to forty because we don't have Boyan, but. Catch-and-shoot three-point shooting, to no surprise right now, is actually better in the bubble than it was outside because you've gotten rid of the teams that that can't play. So, catch-and-shoot three-point shooting team right now, three-point in the bubble, is 37.2%. During the regular season, it's 36.9%. It's virtually the same. And yet, we're 20 points 18 percentage points off our regular. Okay, Boyan's five threes a game is an impact, but it's we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. That's going to come back around. Uh, I, you know, it can't it can't last like that. So, uh, law of averages will work our direction. We'll be okay. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on, I, I I was mesmerized by Anthony Davis's performance. And the reason I was mesmerized by Anthony Davis's performance is I actually thought throughout the game, the Jazz were doing a pretty good job on him. 
And then I just watched him continue to accumulate points out of just the flow of the game and his incredible athleticism. And so what I mean by this is if you actually go and look at Anthony Davis's game the other night, in which he's, a, he's amazing. It's one of the best performances you'll see. But what I learned out of this as a basketball fan is that when you, at least for me, when I think of a performance like this, 42 points, 12 rebounds, forces, I think of a guy that is coming down and he's just blistering your game plan. He's killing you in the half court. He's just, that actually wasn't it. If you look at Anthony Davis and what he did that night, his incredible athleticism got him buckets. His 11th bucket of the game was a transition lob where he sprinted the floor ahead of the Jazz defense, got matched on on Donovan Mitchell and scored. He had an amazing jam follow for a basket. I mean, incredible. Just, you know, not a lot of guys in the world can do this. He had two back-to-back transition buckets where he just sprinted the floor out running Gobert once and Bradley once. And he had a transition alley-oop that actually missed on that. So he's he's four of five in transition, which makes him, for the night, nine of 23 shooting in the half court. That's not great. Four of eight from three helps it out. But, and then you look at the 15 free throws. Okay, first two are parts of an and one. Then he gets Juwan Morgan on him for some possessions because of Rudy's foul trouble. And he's able to do things. That backcourt foul by Mike Conley, offensive rebound where he's up and rooted, imaginary foul on a defensive rebound by Rudy Gobert is, is like just six of them just kind of happen in the course of the game. If he had taken eight free throws, yeah. You've, you've got to take away that transition stuff, but I don't actually know that you can take away that tra- that That's what his, his brilliance is. I'm not saying this in any way at all to diminish Anthony Davis. In fact, the opposite. Like, how many players are able to just out of their pure athleticism at 6'10", 6'11", run the floor like that, be able to create enough opportunities for himself that on a night when I would say, like, he wasn't unbelievable in the half court, he wasn't actually like, oh, he's so much better than the guy guarding him that he's just, he was when Jawan Morgan and Tony Bradley were guarding him. Uh, who actually, in the half court, shot 39% and dropped 42 Like, to me, that's a really eye-opening analysis of this game that you can get into the half court and and I you know shoot 39% and struggle now four of them are threes so let's make sure we value that and his and he's so great that his pick and pop three with LeBron like it's not guardable like what are you going to do and let, you're going to switch it really is all you can do and we don't do a lot of that um so i i just i don't know if my points coming across here with him that was an incredible performance in a night in which I thought the defense was actually pretty good. That that's, And that, to me, is a credit to how incredibly athletic and amazing Anthony Davis is. That's, that's really where I'm going with this. Today's show is brought to you by The Store. 
6200 South and 20th East, also located downtown at the Gateway. That's where I'll be grabbing lunch today. Will I grab the sushi? Will I grab one of their pre-made meals? I will grab a mudslide cookie. I know it's not good for me, but got my bike riding in yesterday. Got a good little mountain bike ride in. I'm going to get a road ride in with my son this morning before we start work. Uh, other than this, so I'm going to get my, my earn my mudslide cookie. Uh, I might grab one of the kombuchas in the back or do it off their tap. I love the downtown urban setting right at the gateway across from the Children's Museum. Also located 6200 South and 20th East. When you go in, the ribs are in the back. You can get those, heat them up. Uh, takes about 20 minutes. They've got all the frozen meals if you want to make sure you always have something in reserve uh, there for you. They've got great meat and fish section that they take great pride in, a super brisket they get out of Logan, always helping Utah's own companies. It's the score store, 1600 South, 20th East, also downtown at the Gateway. Speaking of that bike riding, it might be time for me to check out our friends at CBDMD. They have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. The CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient, easy-to-use roller and shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B to help you support your need, uh, where it support you... Give you the support you need. There we go. Where it matters most. Uh, and they make it easier uh, with amazing duo of topicals and everything else. CBD MD has to offer. They offer you 25% off on your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. That's CBDMD.com. Promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase. Superior CBD oil products and CBDMD. If these make sore muscles uh, relax and feel as good as everyone says, uh, it's time for me to start using this on the legs after some of these bike rides or if it's just sitting in the office chair all day. Check it all out. CBDMD.com, promo code MBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. All right, um, bubble basketball has been amazing. I mean, truly, truly Truly amazing. Um, the uh, the, ab- the the remarkable competition level on a nightly basis, like that Portland Houston game last night was great. Huge win by Portland. The I talked to a guy in Portland yesterday who like says every game feels like game seven. I bet. I mean, we're going to have a play-in ga- play games in the Western Conference. It's going to be great fun. And by the way, being eight is way more important than being nine. If you're eight, you only have to win one game. If you're nine, you have to win two. It's a huge deal. Which gets us to Memphis today for the Jazz. They've lost Jaron Jackson, their second leading scorer, tied with John Morant, really, as their leading scorer. And I don't know whether the Jazz are going to get a disheartened Memphis Grizzlies or a desperate Memphis Grizzlies. I think that'll be that'll be a really interesting thing because they've lost their first three in the bubble. The standings now have Memphis sitting at 32 and 36. Portland's won two out of three, so Portland's a game and a half back. San Antonio, surprisingly, has won two out of three, so they're two games back. Pelicans are one and two, so they're two and a half games back of Memphis and a half game back of San Antonio. 
Phoenix is three games back having won all three and Sacramento hasn't won yet. Uh, It's pretty interesting to watch this. So first thing is Memphis is actually, the the number Memphis is watching right now is their two games, they don't care about Portland. I mean, they'd like to be eight, right? I just said that's important. But they're two games up on the Spurs. Like the Jazz have two games against the Spurs coming up here. And I think we're going to begin to see stage two of the bubble. And stage two of the bubble is going to be teams like Denver, Houston, Utah, and Oklahoma City beginning to rest their guys. Or give guys days off with Knicks. I think stage one of the bubble is this incredible effort. Like Houston put it out last night. Portland, put it, Portland, Portland, San Antonio, New Orleans, Phoenix, and Memphis are going to continue to put it out unless Memphis is totally disheartened. But I think we're about to see with, you know, the Jazz now have a two-and-a-half game bump with five to play on Dallas. The Jazz need to, you know, win another game or two to make sure they don't end up seven. Um, but, you know, Houston and Utah are tied at four or five. Oklahoma City's at six, a half game behind, and Denver's, uh, who plays again, that finally plays their third game, is is up two for that spot. And frankly, Denver's only a game behind the Clippers ever so subtly. We don't talk about that enough, but Denver could go up here not and not go down. I, I think you're going to see stage two of the bubble, which is that guy now or halfway begin to see teams drop off, rest some guys, and the level's going to slip a little bit. Um. And then the final game or two, maybe you're, you're trying to screw around positioning, but I think it's going to be awfully difficult to do uh, because everyone's going to be playing each other. But thus far, this has been incredibly good basketball. And the level of competition and effort and a reminder that these guys just love to play and that they're getting back out there to play again, and they, they do. They seem to just be ecstatic about playing. And teams look great, right? I mean, Houston-Portland last night was just a great game. How about Phoenix having won all three, beating the Clippers last night? And they just look good doing it. Clippers are not quite at full strength, but that's not that far off for them, by the way. Like, Lou Williams played, and they have a Lou Williams problem. It has nothing to do with wings. I've been saying it all year. He doesn't fit anymore. But it'll be interesting. To, you know, Kawhi played 37. Paul George played 36. They, they didn't like, they didn't roll a lot. They, they didn't pull Milwaukee against Brooklyn yesterday. So this gets, you know, that Miami-Boston game was terrific. Teams are going at it. But I do think we're going to... I mean, Hayward played 36 last night. Tatum, 33. Jalen Brown, 38 minutes. Uh, and teams are teams are thinning out who they are. I, I But I think, I think we could see that minor change coming up here where we begin to see everyone kind of take it to the... You know, begin to see the rest and planning for players. In the East... Toronto's clearly two. Boston is is at three. The last night now gets to a game and a half. I, I, if you know the advantage of four over three is you avoid Milwaukee. Indiana's a game back from Miami for four. Philadelphia is now a game and a half back from Indiana for five. So that 
that one that's kind of worth watching. Only one in the loss column they play today, so could, they could get it to you know, depending what they do today. And then Brooklyn and Orlando are just nip and tuck for seven, eight. Neither of them are good right now. Poor Jonathan Isaac injury sucks. So I do think we're going to see, and and so the relevance to the Utah Jazz on that, and I I think, um, I think the Jazz schedule actually gets a little more difficult. So the Spurs game, Jazz play today against the Grizzlies. I don't know what they're going to get. Friday, we've got the Spurs. They should become in full throttle. They're still in it. Nuggets, I don't know what we get. The Mavericks game on the 10th should be a nothing game unless somehow we've lost every game up to that point and the Mavericks have won every game. Then we're trying to avoid eight. And then that last game of the year against the Spurs, which I thought would be just, you know, they're playing their young guys. We're getting ready for the playoffs. The Spurs could be playing for a play and see. It could be a really interesting game. So it's changing a little bit how this whole NBA schedule is playing out because there are four teams in the West that are going to start going hard. And I think there's about five teams in the East that are going to stop going hard. If that makes sense. I am currently wearing my locked on shirt. And you know where I got my locked-on shirt? I got it from Crown Ogden, from the great Matt Lund. Matt Lund is just a great guy. You know what? There's a great pleasure in this world when you meet somebody who loves their work to the level that Matt Lund does. Matt Lund and his dad bought Crown Ogden. And Crown Ogden is part of the Crown Trophy chain, which is the number one trophy chain in America. And then they've evolved into a kind of a great spot in the community, but more importantly, just with this great passion of serving fan of fans, serving, well, really fans, but serving uh, their customers. As Matt says, imagine a world where everyone's ecstatic about what they get. We represent the best things in people's lives. We do a lot of awards that are really cool. We personalize the awards so the person feel the appreciation. They do specific items. They do awards and recognition business, rubber stamps, sand carving, blasting, glassware, barware. You might have seen on the live shows. I've got this really cool locked on behind me. They specialize in lasers, engraving for machine parts, medical devices, aerospace items, traceable markings, so guns, pocket knives, gifts. They can do tumblers and Yeti mugs. Locked on's using them for T-shirts, hats, pullovers, long sleeve T-shirts, Yeti mugs. We're doing everything with them. And it's been great. I can't. Can't give you enough of a thumbs up on Matt and the crew at Crown Ogden. 801-621-2055. That's 801-621-2055. Crownogden at gmail.com. Crown Ogden on Facebook or 801-621-2055. That's 801-621-2055. Crown Ogden on Facebook. Crown Ogden at Gmail. You might not go up to Ogden. He can do all of it via email with you. He sent me samples. He's done it. So if Ogden's inconvenient for you, that's not an excuse to not use Crown Ogden. 801-621-2055. All right, so on-off stuff. Some interesting on-off stuff going on for us right now. So the bench unit that was our great strength during the end of the regular season has gotten a little funky. So in three games in the bubble... When let's start with like just the Rudy factor, and this is always gonna be the case. Our our offense, our defensive rating when Rudy's on the floor is a one hundred three point four, and when he leaves the floor, it's a one eighteen. It's not great. 
What's interesting is Donovan actually has an even bigger swing. And Donovan's not known as a defensive player. Donovan's on the floor with Rudy a lot. But when Donovan's on the floor, it's a 101.4. And when he's off the floor, it's a 126.7. When our main guys are leaving the floor, we're minus 22 per 100 possessions with Conley off the floor. We're minus 23 with Ingles off the floor. We're minus 25 with Donovan off the floor. Woo! Those are big numbers. Offensively, of guys that have actually played, we're at our best when Mike Conley's on the floor, 108.2. When Mike Conley has been off the floor in these three games, our offensive rating is an 80.6. Holy smokes. An 80.6. Our offensive rating when Joe Ingles is off the floor is an 89.2. And our offensive uh, when Donovan Mitchell's off the floor is a 102.2. The Donovan one's not that big a swing, actually. The Donovan offensive rating is actually better when he's off the floor than on the floor. Our offensive rating when Donovan's on the floor is only a 99. When Donovan's on the floor... Without Mike and Joe, we have struggled this year. You know, on the the still the feeling, and I have it too. Like at some point at six one, we got to turn Donovan over to be the point guard. These numbers would lead you. I haven't looked at. I haven't been able to do on off and things like that. But it doesn't feel like we're we're nailing that right now. If we. I, I can do some quick stuff, but I can't do it uh, as well as usual. Um, we have, you know, we've been playing around. They they made a rotation change the other day. Our starting lineup, Conley, Gobert, Ingles, O'Neal, and Mitchell in three games has been great. Shooting 50% from the field, 48% from three, and is a plus 8.3. Conley, Gobert, Clarkson, Ingles, and Mitchell, that kind of small lineup we've tried has only, you know, hasn't played a, a great amount together, but they've played about 15 minutes. Maybe a little less. Uh, and and I think they've been okay. Um, let me see if I can find that again. Uh, Conley. Where did it go? Oh, it's only played, it didn't play in the last game. So it's only played seven minutes. Uh, actually, it didn't play. It only played in the first game. So it's when I said 15 minutes, it only played five. Conley, Gobert, Clarkson, Ingles, Mitchell's played five minutes together. It's plus three. The lineups that are having a hard time are take a, Mike Conley out and put Emmanuel Moutier in and put Jordan Clarkson in that first substitution. We're minus 17 in 11 minutes. Shooting four of 17 from the field and one of 11 from three with that lineup. In 11 minutes, that's that's pretty brutal. Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, George Niang, Tony Bradley, which kind of was our great bench lineup, is minus eight, but only two of 14 from three. And it's played our second most amount of minutes. I'm not sure that that's, you know, I think that they get better than the two of 14 from three. I mean, I think that other group gets better than one of 11, but four of 17 is wild. I mean, a lot of that's Jordan, right? You've turned it over to Jordan with Donovan, and they it's minus it's struggling. 
Limited time on the floor. Conley, Clarkson, Ingles, Mitchell, as I talked about, has been okay. It's interesting to watch. We'll see what adjustments the Jazz make. Tonight, they got to guard John Morant. I'm a little worried about Emmanuel Moutier trying to guard John Morant because Emmanuel Moutier is not particularly... I know his body's amazing and he's strong, but I don't think of him as a quick athlete. And I, I get nervous a little bit on the quick athlete aspect of things in regards to what might happen with John Morant. Because John Morant can really come at you. Jordan Clarkson is struggling. The one thing I wonder on Jordan Clarkson is whether or not he just moved from like fourth on the scouting report to third on the scouting report. Right? So that now the scouting report's Don, playing Donovan and Mike, and it used to be Boyan, and now all of a sudden it's Jordan Clarkson's earlier in that scouting report and getting more attention. One last thing. I, I thought the Jazz had an interesting little rotation change they made to keep an eye on. Um, Jeff Watkinson and Mike Wells told us about it on the radio broadcast. So Mike Conley goes out of the game. He comes back in and Donovan goes out. And Mike Conley then played the final 3-12 of the first and about 3-13 of the second without Donovan Mitchell. We were plus seven in that stretch. Then Donovan came back and played for about five minutes or four minutes without Mike. And I think we were plus one in that stretch. Then they both come back, play together, and actually we struggled. We struggled with both of them on the floor in that period of time. Then the same thing in the third quarter is that Mike and Donovan start together. They're plus four. Then Mike goes out. Donovan takes over the point guard realm. Joe's still on the floor in this case for part of the period of time, but really Donovan's now playing without Mike. We were actually minus four. Donovan, Mike comes back. We did it a little, and Donovan goes out, and this is where we actually fell apart in the midst of both of these kind of substitutions at the end of the third. He would minus six. Then Donovan, then Mike comes back and plays without Donovan. Then Donovan comes back and plays without Mike. We've kind of, we've played around with that a little bit and we'll see if they they stay with that. All right, that is Locked On Jazz today. Thanks very much for tuning in. Josh Lloyd continues to give you great stuff on Locked On Fantasy Basketball. And Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko are bringing you Rejecting the Screen. So right now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of podcast, Rejecting the Screen. 